I'm gonna tell you one you for sure ain't heard. It's the Going On Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. And ladies and gentlemen, wait no longer. Third time, three-time champ, Hollywood, Mike Eagle. Back on the Going Off Podcast. I love it. So that, now it means I have a feather boa now, and uh, I have a... Um... A fake goatee painted on my face because I'm and a heel now, right? And the oversized uh-huh. gla- uh, sunglasses, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got the voodoo child theme and everything. <laughs> Only I am not racist. I am not racist at all. <laughs> and, well, uh, that's exactly what a racist would say. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you know the thing that sucks so bad in 2019 <laughs> is that I, I thought out this whole Hollywood thing, and not once did I think, oh yeah. That that's kind of shitty because that guy's a racist now. <laughs> well, the thing was, he was always a racist. He was just really good at hiding it. Before. Yeah, yeah, he was superb at keeping that under wraps. Yeah, whenever he wanted to say a certain word, he'd just say "brother" instead. He did. <laughs> he did. He he should have kept to that. He would have been okay. Yeah, exactly. People, we're fine with brother. You know, <laughs> if if he wasn't such a disgusting, disgusting racist, pasta mania would still be running wild today. Mm. We would be fools, be fools not to have you on again, especially after your foray into television. Mm. You might know him from the new Negroes, uh, the Comedy Central show that is blowing up the Internet with uh, with its with its viral videos. And if it's not, we're going to pretend that it is until it starts doing it. You know what I mean? We should have started pretending months ago. What are we doing? Well, you guys had these pretend superpowers. I would have beat you guys up. I think I remember the last time we had you on. You, I think it was like you. You mentioned it once, and it was one of those things where we asked a question, and you were like, eh, "I can't yeah, really talk about it." Yeah. yeah. So was that was that in like already in pre-production at the time? Uh, do you remember around when we talked last time? Like, like mm-hmm. what, what relative uh, space in the calendar it was? Man, I don't remember. The only thing I remember is we talked about Offspring for way too long. We did talk about the Offspring for a really long time. Um, yeah. It was probably done by then. If if it's if it's around when I think it was, the whole show was pretty much in the can by then. We just weren't, you know, we just couldn't really talk about it. I got you. Mm. So mm. I wanted to start with uh, the 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 intro. Uh, as I as I watched, you know, you watch the episodes over and over again. Uh, I was realized I was like, oh. They're going through the decades, like of like. Black. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that was really fucking cool. Starting with, I think the forties. Yeah, like we started with the blues era, which I guess you know uh, maybe twenties. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to ask, uh, what were the direct references to? Because I think I knew some of them, but I didn't know all of them. Well, all of them weren't direct references. Some of them were just like aesthetic. Oh, okay. kind of references and while other ones were like specifically this thing when i saw the pm dawn that was kind of like the oh shit these are references to things wait <laughs> so i i figured because uh, you know you got the 80s with uh uh the coming to america theme you got the 90s with pm dawn which i want to talk about uh, in a quick second uh you got you got the 70s i assumed with the the parliament space funkadelic sort of thing going on you know uh and then I, I think of the 60s. I thought it was the 60s aesthetic, but it did seem a little too early when you guys had the microphone and stuff. The doo-wop. Yeah, that's kind of like 50s, 60s. There's an episode where you talked about mental health, and I thought that was fucking dope as shit. Like, I, I want to start off just by saying, like, um, as I was watching it, I just had that feeling of just like, I haven't seen something like this on TV before. Like, and, and the, the words that, I, that came to my mind was unassumingly revolutionary, unapologetically black in a, in a way. What inspired this show to even happen? Well, we do a live, we do this as a live show every month here in LA. I perform music live and I'm like the house DJ for the live show. And we've been doing that for a few years now. You know, it really kind of just developed as a straight ahead comedy show that Baron was doing on his own, but then he added me to it and we kind of attained a little level of local popularity. And um, we got to link up with Funny or Die to kind of make it into a TV show. One episode's about mental health. Another episode is about um, fear. Another episode is about... So like, what, what made you come up with like the concept of doing it like that? Having a platform, we wanted to like start conversations about you know, black life, you know, in America and all of our stuff is just a vehicle to talk about social issues most of the time. Mm. So we knew we wanted to have that kind of component work in the uh, TV show as well. And we figured the the easiest way we could kind of attack concepts that we wanted to speak on was kind of dedicating our 
show banter each episode to mm. like uh, an overall topic and trying to figure out a way to kind of unpack some stuff, get some stuff off our chest and, and make it funny. And also we wanted to make sure that every uh, episode had every episode's music video somehow tied into this theme. So we have like some kind of unified uh, elements through each episode. Now, uh, there's a, res- a respectability politics that you guys like are always sort of like bringing up in the show. And it's always actively calling attention to it in order to tear it down. And I, I love that you guys do that. Therapy is a thing that uh, as I was watching the episode, I was thinking about, you know, that's come up a lot in like rap songs lately, like Lil Sims, uh, Dizzy Wright. Uh, just want to say Samus did it first with the 1080p. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but, but what do you, what do you think of that? Cause I remember in the episode, there was a part where you said, uh, you were talking about like, oh, I've never gone to therapy because, uh, and you guys look like you're kind of like middling with your answer. And then you just kind of admit it. Therapy is white people shit. <laughs> that was about how, like, how we grew up thinking about therapy because of our mm-hmm. ways that it was thought about by like our families and community you know what i mean like yeah me and baron both are very <laughs> active in therapy um mm. but we were trying to explain that that was one of the reasons why it took us each so long to to understand that that was a path that we could embrace and it was just because we were socialized to believe that that's not something people in our community did i remember being younger and having that being the idea like black people are strong black people are resilient we don't need that white people thing whatever the fuck you know the the assumed sort of a uh, thing of white people do this and black people do this but uh i remember learning about like you know the suicide rate for black people and this sort of thing it was just like oh shit wait a minute this relates to each other <laughs> we should probably do something about it because we've uh, been dealing with uh i think they would call it post-traumatic slave syndrome oh yes slave syndrome yes uh jesus so, wow yeah this has been a big conversation in the last couple of years when you're going in and you're planning all of this is there like a like a wish list going in that it's like you're just kind of like checking off as you go or where they're more or less like a, here are people we know we can potentially get going in. Or was it almost like small victories each time like a different guest was booked? Yeah, it's it's that latter thing. Um, mm-hmm. When we sold the show, we sold the format, you know what I mean? But we weren't able to plug in names of people who we would say it would definitely be this people, this person, this person, this person. We had to go through official booking channels for a lot of people. Some mm-hmm. people it was as, as easy as texting or emailing them because we had personal connections but you know booking is hard and 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 that's on the comic side and the music side we went into both with definitely like a list like a shoot for the stars list of these would be our dream guests and some of those we were able to get oh yeah yeah i had alonzo budden yeah i had a george wallace that was so fucking cool to see uh people like that on there hell yeah the rates that we were able to offer versus like what people's stuff is realistically worth in the market mm. like, just a lot to consider and um you know, I think we did great considering, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that was working against us. But um, but like it was exactly like you said, like every time we got a confirmation that somebody was in, every time we got a verse in, every time we got a, you know, like it, it, would, it was always like a, a little victory every time. Were there anyone you had in mind that it seemed like it was going to go and then like last minute, like it kind of fell through, like people that were like potential but just just didn't end up happening. One person we were talking to that we didn't end up didn't end up being able to get for scheduling reasons was uh, Killer Mike was supposed to be on one of the songs. Oh, that uh, been so cool! <laughs> yeah, but it's always season know, two, right? If we do get one, yeah, he's you know because he's he's somebody who we've been talking to who's interested, who's basically in if it can work out. You know what I mean? Mm. Humor is often used to dismiss things because like that's so ridiculous i'm joking about it but what i like about your show is that you are doing um it i feel like you guys are bringing up topics that are really important and treating it in a way that is fun at the same time being like you know delivering the message but also saying something fun with it perfect example is um woke the you ain't as woke as me i think that's like the fucking (laughs) the crown jewel (laughs) of the thing it's joking about people being woke but it's still you still get the feeling that like, no, it's actually like you should be uh, it, I never got the feeling that you were trivializing the idea of being more uh, aware of things in and of itself. It felt like you were joking on the very specific sort of t- type of person who would like 
do the performative wokeness. In fact, you guys actually set it up. You said performative wokeness. I love it. You guys use the exact words and shit like that. If a more conservative group had done a woke is me song, it would have been a lot more mean spirited. It would have been treating the word woke like an insult. I think specifically the kind of thing that we were trying to uh, bring light to was like specifically the kind of conversations that happened like in a barbershop where everybody's really coming from the <laughs> place of wanting to like be the sharpest and 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 have everybody else knowing mm. what is really going on. Mm. But, you know, it, it is the nature of how that can become competitive that we really mm. wanted to, to shine a light to because that's the part that's like funny to us. We're like, there's parts mm. about wokeness that ain't funny. I'm proud of all of the songs, but like, you know, there's a few of them where we're like, yes, you know what I mean? We felt like we fucking nailed it from the writing to recording to the video and everything. And like, that was definitely one of those. I felt like it was just, just a, a great execution of a, of, a, of a cool idea we came up with. The ending of your Police Myself skit. Um, that one was really dark. The way it was edited, it was just kind of like, ah, we're cutting back to the fun time. Yeah. But it was just like that quick second at the end where, uh, I mean, of course, it it, um, it feels like a fun song, but then it just does the direct cut to, hey, what was that thing you were doing? Oh, it was this. And well, this is how that can be kind of seen as. And then you see the, ah, oh, fuck, I loved that moment. And it's like, it was like, that wasn't funny. That was just, oh. <laughs> Uh, could could you talk about what uh, what inspired that one? Uh, just the the real life um, feeling or, or or concept of double consciousness as it pertains to you know black people in America having to be aware of how people see them and 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 the fact that that can create this hypersensitivity to appearing to look like a criminal in any way because that can be a life or death thing depending on. Um, you know where one is, especially if, if we're in a in a um, time, space, or location where like police overreact to black people, to people of color. The whole time I'm running around with the video, I have the police, like me as a policeman in my mm. own policing me. But you know, just to show that this policing starts, this self policing starts when you're a really young kid. You know, in mm. uh, trying to learn how to navigate the world safely, you can start to police yourself. We already had an idea about about the Comedy Central show and because you'd mentioned it on the show already. So we knew it was in the works. We knew to expect to see you there where we did not expect to see a pop up was on the Left at London EP. Ah, I'm so incredibly fascinated by this. So I just wanted to bring it up again that just about every musical, every musician we've had on the show has, is kind of intertwined to each other through a degree of separation <laughs> spider web yeah, that's how it is. and it goes uh we got kill bill and rev who we've had on the show a few times they worked with uh megaran on the recent album who worked with samus who worked with you and you worked with left at london and we, we've had all y'all on the show at one time or another you know the indie circle small man it's, it's small like it's, it's not you know like it used to be really big but it's small now I don't want to take a step into the kitchen, you know, to see exactly how the stew gets made. Yes, you do. I mean, I want to take a peek. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll open the door a, a smidge before they chase me out. But just like, how how does that come about, man? Because like, I, I'm sure people see that and immediately think that it's like super easy to get a rapper on on a project because this is this. It was essentially like her first big uh release if you're not counting the uh the ep before that but this was the one that got the most press and all that how did all that like uh come about like like did you know about her stuff before that or was it just kind of like a reach out thing i hadn't heard of her we just had a mutual friend that reached out to me i can't even remember who the friend was but it wasn't somebody who makes music um it was just somebody that she knew that knew me and um she reached out, you know what I mean? And, and, and sent me the track and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Like this, this, this indie thing, man. And, and I think with her, I think she's going to end up not being indie. You know what I mean? I think, you know, like that's the dream. Yeah. She got all the tools, um, especially with how depth she is in social media. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, think, I think she'll, she's going to go real, real, real big. Uh, but on this indie level, it's really all it's all about collaboration. It's everybody like looking out for everybody and, and everybody getting down with everybody like that's mm. that's kind of how it is. And, and that's how it's always been like that's that's 
why I had a seat at the table when I got to it. It was because people were, were you know, opening the doors for me, mm. you know what I mean? To, to do songs with, to tour with, everything. Um, so like I always, I, I try to always pay it forward, you know what I mean? You know, uh, mm. and I've made some mistakes with that in the past too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the spirit of it is, 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 is usually, it's usually good to, to go ahead and get down, you know what I mean? What is it, the rising tide raises all ships, in it? Another side thing I, I just gotta mention, I feel like I would, uh, I feel like I'd be remiss not to mention it. Fucking Kofi Champion and fucking New Day are tag champs. Uh, you know I don't watch WWE no more, man. So I, I don't. I don't have the. I, I hear about these things and they look cool, but you know I stopped watching when they brought Hogan back. So. Um, are you on the? Uh, are you on the AEW train? Yeah, yeah I'm watching AEW, and I'm okay. excited for when the weekly show pops off for that. Um, mm. But I've been mm. enjoying their their specials as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you about the WWE thing at all. It's not <laughs> specifically. It was, it was, it was bringing Hogan back on a Saudi Arabian show. That, oh yeah. yeah, like it was just like it was just too much. It was just too much, and it just like it was like one of those ultimate things where they show you who they are. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, this is like oh, you guys are really just you can't ignore do that. it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked uh, Nicki Minaj. She actually uh, took a oh, yeah. bit of a stand. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not going to perform in Saudi Arabia because of da 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 da. Like, I was like, okay. That's tight. I didn't know that. That's dope. I was going to ask about the uh, the, bull, uh, the the video with uh, Danny Brown. That kind of that kind of reminded me of Bullworth. Bullworth, damn! I had that one. I didn't even think about Bullworth. <laughs> oh, dude! I thought that was a direct reference. Oh, snap! You know, it, that's the thing. Some of, some of this stuff, I think, ultimately ends up being like these subconscious references. Like somebody brought up that um. You know, because we had the extra consent song with Lizzo. People was like, yeah, this is kind of like this love contract thing that Dave Chappelle did that I completely fucking oh, forgot. Oh, shit. I forgot. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I forgot about it. You know? Damn. But thing is, you know, like these things get in your head and these ideas germinate. And it's hard to remember, like, what you've seen and what you haven't. And it, it's funny because, it, well, not necessarily the Bulwark thing. If, if I remember the Bulwark thing, I might have leaned into it a little bit more. The Chappelle thing. If I had remembered that, I wouldn't. Have, I would have wrote a completely different song. Right. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? See, you presented it in a different way. It is not the same thing. Like I feel. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. If it had been like, oh, these jokes are just directly lifted from there, I would have been like, all right, well, <laughs> you know. But yeah, and I especially love uh, Lizzo saying saying every. First of all, just the fucking your fucking wordplay is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the part where you brought in the notary. <laughs> Your music videos that you've been putting on this show are um, leaps and bounds above uh, other uh, shows that air on Saturday night that try to uh, put out music videos of this caliber. So you know, our show's on a Friday, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it is totally different. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you'd uh, what. Hmm. Fuck it, no, no PM Don. No, no, no one's listening. Uh, <laughs> I'll be like, are, are, are you saying that the Going Off podcast doesn't have a big overlapping audience with PM Don? <laughs> you know, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a theory. Um, but you, you, know. you must not be reading the comment section, then, mm. my friend. Oh no! They're when this there. goes live, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Set a drift. Oh, they're was gonna my, light your ass. This is my life in, in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I would die without you. Oh my god! <laughs> I proposed to my <laughs> wife. <laughs> so, yo, I want to talk to you about you know. Have you seen the uh, little uh, you know Old Town Road, the new remix? No, man. Because <laughs> you know, last time, <laughs> last time you were here, we showed you a video, and I feel like you know that tradition has to keep going. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Please don't do that. <laughs> No oh, man, you know, I, uh, my mental health is a very fragile thing. <laughs> I have no, to stay insulated from certain things until I, it's time. You play the mental health card. All right, look, uh, you know I'm going to respect. <laughs> I'm going to respect your wishes because that is a thing that you, you know, what I'm saying because that's what we're doing out here. You know, what I'm saying we not we not crossing people's boundaries when they don't want to, you know, because it's a new day in the year of our Lord 2019. You know what I'm saying? I thank you for getting my extra consent. I appreciate it. So, are you trying to tell me that? Mason Ramsey, a.k.a. better known as the Walmart yodeling kid, is not on your short list for a uh, potential season two? For, for, what? <laughs> what now? No. No, uh, obviously. I'm, I'm just going to assume you know all the memes. Mason Ramsey, the Walmart yodeling kid, is he on your short list 
for potential musical guests for, for a uh, possible season two. Like, if you didn't know what we were talking about, it sounds like we're just talking complete bullshit. Well, the Walmart kid... It's random words, yeah. <laughs> the Yodeling Walmart kid is on an episode... Is on the Yo- Old Town Road remix. What? Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't help but hear the just the defeated, the... Damn. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. We out here hungry, man. <laughs> That's a damn good point. <laughs> a lot of people would 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 fucking knock the cowboy hat off the <laughs> Walmart yodeling kid for that spot. I don't care if it is a kid. Get him. Get the fuck out of Walmart. No one's trying to hear that shit when they're at the self checkout. <laughs> He's got his money. Well, for real, he good. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, the real awkward thing about this is like he does not fit, and of course they put auto tune on his voice, so now he just sounds like like he just sounds like a high pitched alien trying <laughs> that just interrupted the song randomly, and it's just like, what? Where did this come? Why is this happening? And they're all totally cool with it. Yeah, he was like, well, who wanted this? <laughs> who asked? Who asked? I want to know. <laughs> I want names. He probably asked for the spot. <laughs> they probably got the same manager, all of them. Dude, you know. I think you just unlocked the. That's really it, isn't it? Usually, the answer the most. <laughs> it's just they all got the same manager. I remember last time, as previously mentioned, we arguably uh, spent way too much time talking about Offspring and late '90s alt rock. But this time, um, I had a different approach, and I, I, I had something that was just stuck in my craw uh, that I wanted to ask uh, the both of y'all first. A question to set the stage. Uh, are y'all familiar with the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yes. I am, yeah, but I haven't seen it in many, many, many moons. Are you familiar with the movie Big Top Pee-wee? Yes. I never watched that one. Good. Because what? <laughs> I, I want to present to you the plot of Big Top Pee-wee. All right. Because <laughs> I loved that movie as a kid, but... It's just one of those things that the more I think about it, it's the, the sillier it seems. Because this is a sequel to, to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. So, he now lives on a farm. What? Mm-hmm. Um, with a talking pig. Uh, oh? And they grow, uh, they grow their own produce and scientific experiments. One of which being, it's a hot dog tree. And the hot dogs shrink into like we- like mini wiener dogs. Huh. And uh, a traveling circus comes to town, and Pee Wee joins the circus. Didn't he already have enough to do with the with the garden? Yeah. What see, farming? What happened to the bike? Yeah. <laughs> see, they don't explicitly mention it. They don't even mention the 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 playhouse, which I don't know if that was a show at the time. But he was fucking living in like suburbia. In Pee-wee's Big Adventure, now it's like, oh, the fucking stress of the fame. I gotta move out to the farm Mm. where no one knows me. He he Dave Chappelle'd himself. He had to get away from the... (laughs) Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The stress. Because at the beginning of the movie, he even has this dream sequence where he can't leave, like, a nightclub without being chased chased down the street by screaming fans that he has to dress up like Abraham Lincoln. To throw them off. <laughs> that always works. I don't know if, you, if you've ever tried that, but it always works. You just throw on a stovepipe hat and a, um, <laughs> and a beard. And you, can usually, you can usually, you know, people let you let you pass. They know you, got, they know you have issues then is what it is. It's the Superman Clark Kent glasses for, for reality. And, it, you know, it, it also works if you do the Hollywood spray on goatee mm. in, instead of the actual beard. It, it works just fine. Yeah, it takes um, a little longer, but it's it's worth it. No one looks uh-huh. no one looks that hard. That's the real thing, you know. Uh, Chris Christopherson, he runs the circus and it comes through town. And Kiwi, who has a perfectly normal girlfriend, he uh, he cheats on her. What with a woman <laughs> in the circus? There's a hidden truth about the history of America that I need to share with everybody, and this is a really good opportunity to please do. Right, yes. Ready? Okay. Okay. So look, Abraham Lincoln was a very very ugly man he was just terrible looking like like there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of pictures of him that that mm-hmm. that kind of hide it but I, if you do yeah. a deep dive on abraham lincoln images he looked awful he looked like he looked half dead half the time 
It's just really bad. Like he's a he's a very ugly man. And I feel like more people should know he was really ugly. Dude, you just <laughs> that was that was the extent of that. <laughs> I just wanted to know, one of your presidents is ugly as fuck. He's real. He's real ugly though. Like like not regular ugly. He's like mad. Well, ugly. He was also a bare knuckle fighter though. So maybe that uh, yeah yeah cool. you know I remember they showed him with a couple of boils. You know whenever they depict him, you know what I mean like couple of cheek boils, you know. There's a reason he had the beard. Yeah, that was covering up the <laughs> Exactly. And, and, you know, you got to have the big top hat to make people stop looking at your face, you know. Yeah, for real. All Everything everything about his face was hiding his face. And apparently I heard something along the line that he had a really high-pitched voice, too. I actually remember hearing that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the whole Lincoln thing, you know, the movie a couple of years ago where it's like, I'm Daniel Day-Lewis and I'm bringing some importance to this role by talking this way. He was actually it, more like that. <laughs> it really devalues the Gettysburg Address when, you know, everyone was sitting in the audience like, Ugh. Man, this guy's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> He's ugly ass sounds weird. I don't even know how you became president with that face. It, it, it's hard to imagine. Just briefly to wrap up the uh, the Big Top Pee Wee plot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, remember the aforementioned uh, hot dog tree that he had grown in his greenhouse. Oh, does it become like a third act? Like saves the day. <laughs> no, more like a last two seconds of the movie. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so early on in the movie, right? Um, Pee Wee's a nuisance. <laughs> the town, the town hates Pee Wee. <laughs> Because he still acts like Pee-wee from the Playhouse, yeah, but he's I'm actually in, like, surprised they like him in the city. first movie. Yeah, like, why do so many people like him in the first movie? <laughs> I, I think people just put up with him or think something's weird and they don't want to piss him off. But in, in Big Top Pee-wee, he just goes to this country store and he just annoyed. <laughs> what? He just... He just <laughs> what? I don't know why it's so funny. He just annoys everyone. Like... <laughs> He goes in there, and then these two elderly women, one of which, by the way, is played by uh, uh, Happy Gilmore's uh, grandmother. Oh. And he just starts yelling about wanting a sandwich. <laughs> so they make him a quick sandwich and uh, upturn a fucking old people's uh, checker game to get him a pickle out of a what? barrel. What? And he's just pissing off everybody. What in the world? What is the framing of this movie? <laughs> Why does he... He just walks in and he's like, I want a sandwich, bitch! Like, what? <laughs> Darren, it has a payoff, though. Because remember all those uptight, crotchety old people from the beginning of the movie? Mm. They eat the hot dogs off the hot dog tree, and it turns them into children, and everyone's just okay with it. What? What? Why does that happen? <laughs> because they shrink, Darren. Like, are you not they listening? It's just fucking. You just see it happen. They just shrink down to, to they're like, oh, give me this fucking thing. Take a bite of it. Immediately just shrink down into a baby. Like, like old school fucking effects too. Like fucking little rascals fucking effects where it's just you just see the shrink down and it's they just like all out of frame. And then it's just kids in big flowing adult clothing. And they're like, oh well, dims the brakes. Yeah, the movie's just literally over after that. Yeah, just, like, it's, it's, you see the, the enclosing circle. Like another minute. Yeah, you see the enclosing cir- black circle on someone's face and just like, aw. And then it closes. Look, I, I, if nothing else, I just want everyone to go out. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a flavor. Um, Watch Big Top Huey, because it's, it's a movie that no one fucking talks about, but it's so goddamn weird. <sighs> Mike. Yes. I was going to ask if you had anything else uh, you wanted to mention or plug or promote or anything along those lines. Um, you know, we've been talking about the music of the show, and, uh, and I want to let people know that that music is streaming on all streaming platforms. Yes. So, mm. you know, we, th- we do think the songs, even though they're funny and conceptual, do stand alone and can just go into your regular music. They really life. do. So people check out the new Negro season one music on Spotify and Apple and all that stuff. We got two albums we're reviewing this week, and we're going to start out with the considerably shorter uh, Glitter by 070 Shake. Yeah. From the 070 Click. 
Oh, the, oh, it's like ASAP Rocky. Ooh. Well, we got 070 Phil, who shows up on the track later. Um, apparently, because I just... It completely escaped my memory, in my mind, that we apparently spoke about 070 or 070 what? before. How? Where? Uh, because she was on the Kanye... Uh... That oh, Kanye push yeah. a She's on good thing. music, right, right. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good music, the uh assuredly the 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 uh, Nintendo seal of quality for uh music these days. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. How are you gonna argue with that? <laughs> so uh, thank I you. I think that's their whole line of thinking. <laughs> thank you, Tom Pacello, uh, for this request, by the way, a Patreon request. Uh, and if you'd like oh, to God, request... Oh, I completely forgot it was a Patreon request. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I would not be reviewing this of my own volition. Uh, and if you'd like to... <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to request a review, that kind of gave the game away. If you'd like to request a review, go to patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. You know what it is. Uh, <laughs> so, you already know what it is! <laughs> so let's get into so. this album real quick. Real fucking quick. Muse, Let, let's kick it over to Let, you. I'm going to see if we can spend less time talking about it than the length of the actual EP. I mm. think that's very doable. I think it's possible. Okay. Look, I I've never... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't think I've ever had an experience quite like this, mm. where the first <laughs> track is like, whoa, mm -hmm. this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it is an immediate, like it's a 90 degree <laughs> drop angle, <laughs> nosedive Dude, it, it really, into the goddamn ground. It really does it's sound like- It's a goddamn Eminem kamikaze album cover <laughs> up in this bitch. Dude, they recorded the first song and they took all their fucking- You know what it was? This reminds me of, this, this is what this feels like. It feels like, um, remember Ro uh, DJ Rob Bass and Easy Rock, the dudes who did the It Takes Two song? I remember there being- the Oh whole, yeah, Joy! Yeah. And pain, like like they made their first big song and it was a huge hit, and then they were just like, "Oh, beat it up! You got to make like a whole bunch of others if you want to put out an album." And they were like, "Oh shit!" And so they just rushed together and put a couple of songs. That, that's what I've heard. That's exactly what the fuck this sounds like. It sounds like they made the first song and they were like, "Oh man, that was incredible!" So, uh, albums in two weeks. What what else are you doing? Because <laughs> Jesus, man, like everything literally just sounds like the first track, but you know not mixed or mastered very well. That's literally what this album sounds like. It's insane. I remember, and I also remember some people saying that, like, apparently, you know, people haven't been putting, um, good music label hasn't been putting as much time into their, uh, acts that aren't the main acts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, apparently the same thing happened to, uh, another female artist last year. Uh, apparently, like, a whole bunch of stuff just got rushed out real quick, and that's exactly what this sounds like. Um, oh my goodness, you have the first song. I laugh when I'm with friends, but sad when I'm alone. The most fucking, mm. what's that band? Um, you know, I don't care what you think as long as it's about me. You know what I'm talking about. You bring up the weirdest, like, <laughs> pop rock shit that no one else remembers. I don't know what the hell that is. Who are they? Uh, my songs know what you did in the day. That oh, guy. it's Fall Out Boy. Yeah, he's got that type of Fire! Fucking, yeah, that type of song title, you know, where it's like oh really long. God. And, and Uh-huh, yeah, it, it is kind of like pop rock emo song title, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I was actually like, you know, of course it has the, when you first start listening to it, you know, it has that pop, it's like, all right, what is this? And then you start hearing it, uh, where she's going with all the material, and you start hearing, like, uh, there was one or two lyrics where, like, she was saying something that was basically just, like, you know, talking about how, uh... The lyrics I had pulled up were, uh, growing up trying to figure out who you are, sniffing shit at 14, it becomes a little hard. When you're living in a scene where the healthy shit is far, but the drugs are no further than the room of your car, don't be That's alarmed, exactly it'll get brighter, it'll get better. It's cause we're fighters and tougher than leather. The strong is inside, but you just haven't met her. Only we control our storm because we are the weather. Yeah, of course we highlighted the same fucking <laughs> lyrics because it's the only decent lyrics on the whole fucking EP. Jeez, uh, man. Jeez. All right, look. <laughs> I, I will absolutely give 070 uh, shake a fair shake. Hmm. Um, th There is things 
on this album that I ended up enjoying. Right. Um, namely, uh, the emotion she puts into the delivery of the lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. her flow on some of these tracks is pretty impressive. Uh, the fact that she can flow relatively well and also sing, uh, p- pretty decent, I'll-, I'll give her that, is, uh... Is kind of rare, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I was getting a lot of Dage Loaf vibes from her, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the beats and the production on some of these tracks are pretty cool. Oh, um, man. They don't bring you a lot. I gotta disagree, man. This shit sounds well, very first draft. Like, even the beats. The ones I said, and yeah, I'll absolutely agree mm. with you, it's very minimal. It's mm. very minimal. But, like, uh, on somebody like me, that it has, like, that, like... It kind of just starts with, like, little plucking no, guitars. Right. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it matches, and I think it fits the emotion she's trying to deliver. Mm. She's not trying to be over the top, so the beats aren't about to be. I think but, we've said this before. O- overall- if the lyrics and the flow aren't interesting, the beats have to be interesting yes. to grab your attention. And in a lot of the cases, neither were. You know what I was thinking as I was listening to this? This sounds like Jaden Smith, but without the the production and all the pizzazz that his money affords him that, you know, sort of uh, br- makes the music pop a little bit more, you know, because there's interesting points where like, oh, snap, the, the beat stuttered right here or it turned into like a razor beat right here. You know what I'm saying? Where you're hearing the razor mm-hmm. and shit. Like all types of interesting stuff is happening. Lyrically, you know, it, it, it might be there, it might not, but you, you feel the emotionality, you know, Jaden Smith has that too. But like, as I listened to this album, all I kept thinking was just like, wow, if this was like Jaden Smith's album, there probably would have been some flourishes here and there to make this pop more. But without that, this is basically Jaden Smith without any of the flair. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just boring. Oh my God. And she does the same mumbling, fucking mumble singing shit. But, um, you know, every now and then, uh, you, you know when rappers do that flow when they're trying to sound like this? You know that little dicky fake black voice? You know what I mean? Where they think they're going hard, but they just sound like Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. You know, that type of shit. I get tired of it. It's just like, God, stop doing that. <laughs> Fucking buttered toast ass raps. <laughs> I was getting some really good vibes from I laugh when I'm with friends, but sad when you're alone. But then fucking, oh my God, somebody like me was like the biggest goddamn, the, the, the drop off there is so fucking real. Um, lyrics not hitting nearly as hard. Like the first track actually hits you with some lyrics in there that are like, wow, okay, it's really insightful, it really gives you a glimpse into her personally, you know, the stuff she's overcome. Somebody like me, it's just like the most underwhelming chorus of just, you're not gonna find someone like me, or whatever, it's just like, okay. And and then, like, the beat, like I'd said, it starts out kind of interesting, because you're not really expecting, you know, like, a guitar and very minimal percussion on a rap song like this, like you said, though, about the mumbling. It's not just mumbling, I noticed. They also put this really annoying effect on her voice. It's not auto-tune. It's like... Yeah. It's like just enough auto-tune that it just kind of makes her sound like a little warbled. Yeah, and I think that's on like, purpose. Like it adds a little shake. Yeah, like that, a little, a little 070 shake, if you will. You know? And uh, I, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, like, oh, <laughs> when, I get, when I get to mirrors, you know, with, with, with the mumbling on the track. Oh my God, I got so fucking tired. I didn't even know she was Dominican. Like, I had to look it up because she's like, this oh. This album is so devoid of any personality. Like, I heard her say, puta ti madre at one point, and I was like, oh, hey, wait, oh, that's a little bit of Spanish. What is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, at one second. And other than that, there's absolutely no, like, personality for her or personality of, like, you know, culture at all. There's just nothing. This is just, this is literally feels like right off the assembly line, oops, we forgot to put on the, the bells and whistles that makes an album sound good. This doesn't sound finished. This doesn't even sound, oh my God, like, dude, straight up and down. You, you know how they say a Denzel Curry freestyled his album? This shit sounds uh-huh. like really freestyle. Like, as I was listening to it, it literally, mm. I literally felt like my fucking, uh, fucking cousin or something passed me a CD. And I'm just like listening to him. Like, I would have stopped after track two and be like, dude, you need to, you need to take this back. You're not, this isn't done yet. <laughs> Waiter, uh, this album isn't done yet. Take it back. <laughs> 
That's how I was fucking feeling because it was so goddamn underbaked. All of these ideas are just so fucking underbaked, dude. I don't remember the name of the group. It was like that. Is that Asian group where it was like you got rappers and you got singers? Remember we reviewed that album. Uh, 88 something yeah it was a similar type thing yeah it was a similar name and that kind of gave you a glimpse of like yeah here's what the whole fucking click Mm -hmm. has to offer on this album this is primarily a offering showing you what 070 uh shake is about but we get one tiny ass feature from 070 phil which by the way (laughs) What, you gotta what a fucking rap take that name back to the workshop, <laughs> my dude. You gotta do some fucking. Uh, you gotta you gotta hit up nine inch dicks and hit, head to that rap uh, rap nomenclature workshop. O seven O Phil <laughs> Phil Phil. Uh, look, I don't, and it's just so bad. It's like he doesn't offer a damn thing. I don't know. I thought to that track. I thought it was interesting compared to just the the warbling aimlessness that was happening before it. But that's just me. <laughs> Let me see, Lost in Love. I really liked the beat on that one. It had, like, funky production. Remember that one? Um, It kind of mixed it up a little bit with with the fucking drum uh, fills. Honestly, no, I thought that one was boring. (laughs) Oh, man. I I was not. I thought the the flow in the verses were kind of infectious. I was kind of feeling that one, although the lyrics weren't that good. Like, literally, I was trying. Like, okay, so I've been doing this thing lately. You know, where I look at the track to see, like, you know, I'm not even listening to it yet. Do these songs, like, uh, me, do these songs pop out to me just as I look at the track list before I even listen to it the second time? And I'm just like, after I laugh and somebody like me, I was just like, I think there was like a drum beat in Lost in Love, but I, I don't remember how the fuck that went. Like, it's just not, none of this is memorable. Like, it's, what the fuck is this? I, I'm sorry. Overall, though. I surprised myself, and I'm gonna guess that fucking first track saved it. Probably. I came up with an average of a three somehow. Oh, I got a, I got a one. This is not one. worth your time in any capacity. No, no, no. Absolutely <laughs> no. Skip this shit. Um, pay no attention to that three. Uh, it's a liar. And the second album that we're reviewing this week, another Patreon request, is requested by Kyle Summers, requesting... Straight Out of Oz by Todrick Hall. You seem like you feel some type of way, so I'm just going to, um... I'm just gonna pass the mic to you and, uh, see what you have to say about it. Okay, so let me just start off by saying I'm I'm, I'm listening to, you know, I heard his latest EP, fucking incredible. You know what I'm saying? I already got a couple joints on my on my uh, station head rotation, you know? Oh, so, yeah. Oh, for sure. Fucking... Fucking I Like Boys oh, is so man, goddamn good. I fucking oh, slapped my... so goddamn hard. <laughs> Oh, God, I fucking scream. That fucking song is so goddamn good. The video is amazing. And uh, so, you know, I'm rocking with the boy. I'm rocking with the kid, you know. Sure. And I see Straight Outta Oz. I think I'd actually seen the video before. I'm not sure if you showed me or someone else. But I remember just being like, holy shit. Like, you know, he, he had the music video. I'd only seen the one music video where it's like very direct related to what's uh, the one with RuPaul in it. I, I don't know. I, I saw that there was a whole movie. and uh, uh, Yeah, I, I watched that earlier today. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that in time. When I found this stuff out, it was like an hour before we started. I was like, wait, what? There's other songs? Because it was when I was putting the track list together so that I could rate it, right? And I go to Genius, and I'm like, wait, what are these other songs doing here? <laughs> yeah, um, to explain that, uh, your boy done goofed. Um, uh, apparently, uh, Kyle did, in fact, request the deluxe edition, but I didn't ah. tell Darren that, uh, so... Well, I mean, you can only... talk about those songs still, you know. You only missed out on, like, a couple songs... Honestly, there really isn't that much. Um, the song with RuPaul Low is on the deluxe edition. That is not on the standard issue. And mm. damn it, I really wish it was because oh, I like that, was that a song banger. in the video a lot. Oh, damn. Oh, uh, fucking oh. Hello, Come on. I love it. I love it. That's so goddamn clever. It's so fucking good. Oh, yeah. So, so when when your boy says this is, you know, it's called Straight Out of Oz. He's not fucking joking. You hear the first song, No Place Like Home, and mm. it's just fucking. Oh man, I just want to say this up front. I cried a couple of moments during this album. Oh, uh, it's so beautiful, dude. Um, specifically because, like, you know, I'm not gay myself, right? But. I have been learning about the plight of gay people, you know, and it's just kind of like, you, ah, 
fuck, man. No, no, Over the Rainbow. Oh, shit. That was the one. <laughs> Basically, the framing of the song is like, my dad told me a story about how, and of course, you kind of get the, the theme throughout the album that his dad's not really in his life that much, right? But then you get this one moment where it's like, my dad told me a story about how, you know, uh, life is hard right now, but one day you'll be able to go over the rainbow where everything will be great and all you have to do is change the person that you love, but you know, you could do it. And I was just like, oh, holy shit like that's it right there it's like all you have to do is just you know not respect who you are as an individual and you'll be right in with this good thing and it's just like that fucking hurts so hard because the song right before that is proud where he's talking about how much he loved the fucking gospel music and he loved like you know i didn't even know what a lot of it meant but it just felt so good and i loved being a part of this culture that was so you know open and inviting of me until they found out who i really was and it's just like oh man it's fucking gut-wrenching the first three tracks are goddamn gut-wrenching especially going back to track number one i'm doing this fucking backwards you get uh so track number one you have a song called no place like home which is literally laying out how much he hated where he lived because of how he was treated you know and it's just so fucking like god Damn it! And and the fact that he ties it in with The Wizard of Oz, which was a very big lightning rod pop cultural thing for uh, queer people in the in the 30s. You know, so I thought it was really dope that he's doing this direct callback and making it mean something, really imbuing the uh, uh, the text with the queer uh, uh, perspective that kind of like, you know, probably a lot of queer people for decades had been looking at the film through, you know? So I thought that was really fucking dope. Unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't do that the whole album in ways that makes me so frustrated. Can I just talk about how this album's a mess? Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to look at the track listing here on what was, um, oh, what's on the deluxe one? Black and White is on the deluxe, Whoop Dad Ass, Flying Monkeys, Lament 1 and 2, and blah, blah, blah. Those are the songs that I did not see. You weren't missing shit, <laughs> my friend. Um, so I I'll let you know what those are real quick. Black and white, you don't need that if if you listen to color. Yeah, it, I looked at the lyrics. The I looked thing. at the lyrics and I was like, this feels a little redundant. The flying monkey lament bits. Todrick on the plane to Oz Angeles. That's actually kind of clever. <laughs> uh, I don't know why he only said it once. Yeah. And you kind of blink and you miss it type deal although it feels kind of insulting for him to say i'm on a plane flying monkey like oh god that's fucked up oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that um, <laughs> so the the first uh interlude because it's short is sung by uh raven simone and it's basically like she's a flight attendant and she's telling you like the do's and don'ts on the plane or whatever Raven it's, simone it's supposed to be funny it's not um the second lament is I'm a big artist now, and I rewrote the jingle for the plane. It's supposed to be funny. It's not either. Ah. Um, Whoop That Ass is another song sung by uh, the character portraying uh, Todrick's mom. Mm -hmm. Just basically being like, you're disrespecting me. I'm a whoop that ass. Oh. It's supposed to be funny. Mm. It's not. Uh, and, 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 oh, man. That's awkward. And finally... Finally, blah, 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 not by Kesha, mm. but by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What? Huh? What are you doing in Springfield? Wait, what? What the fuck? So, so here, here, here's the crux. Here is how and where and why the album is a total mess. There's an underlining plot for like two to three songs. And it could not be more downplayed or weirdly misplaced in tone and context. Yeah, for the most part, what you got here are cleverly interwoven references and nods to Wizard of Oz. Or he kind of uh, compares himself uh, to the Cowardly Lion, the Tin Man, and the Scarecrow in different songs. And I think he does that fine. Yeah, uh, like but lying to myself. I thought, or, or, excuse me, if I had a heart. I thought that if was really I had dope. a heart is really uh, lying to myself. I thought that one was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah actually, that one was good, one. too. That was good, too. I, I was just thinking of uh, if I had a heart first, but yeah. I yeah. forget what the other one was off. Oh, dumb. Dumb, because yeah, you don't have yeah. a brain. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's little things like that. Um, Because he, like, really, uh, just a quick aside, he says, like, uh, he talks about being made of burlap. 
Like, if you didn't hear that line, mm. you wouldn't make the connection to uh No, to I, I totally did not make that connection at all. <laughs> it's, again, blink and you miss it type shit. But in that regard, it's very subtle, and I think it does fine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, you might not get this if you're not watching the movie. Mm. But he goes out to Los Angeles, he meets with the record execs, and apparently the head honcho at the record exec is the wizard played by uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, ah. And he tells Todrick, again, this is going to sound like fucking Big Top Pee-wee shit, um, tells him, you need to kill the witch. I'm not, we're not going to tell you who the witch is or how the witch is important to the story or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and do it. Then, then you go into Wrong Bitch. Uh, wrong Bitch, the witch gets killed. Then it goes into Water Guns, which this is the biggest. Oh, man. What the fuck is going on Dude, here? Dude, oh my god. Because, <laughs> all right, you haven't, oh. this entire album, you have not, expl- you haven't explored no. the potential of the green people, eh? Black people? Hmm? Maybe there's something there? I didn't get that. Oh man. So then going into water guns, they they now try to play off of the witch being killed because shot by water gun cuz the witch the water killed her in the movie. The chorus is so bad. These oh okay, these guests, I just saw yeah. the uh, the chorus person was Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks. These fucking yeah. American Idol head ass fucking guests need to get the fuck off of this album cuz they literally are bringing it down. Uh, the, these ain't water guns, and please save all our sons and daughters. These ain't, like, and it's like, you know, if they had said it once in the chorus, it'd be fine. But they, like, keep repeating water guns as if, like, oh, yeah, because these ain't water guns, water guns no more. These ain't water guns. And it's just like, this isn't a very strong line. It sounds silly. <laughs> you're you're trying to sing soulfully about water guns. Like, this, this isn't working. And the thing is, the first verse is like, um... Like, it just feels misdirected in its tone. The first verse is like, when I was a little boy, me and my father, okay, so you're thinking like, oh, yeah, all right, hard relationship with his father, we're going to go into that. And it's like, uh, and, and, you know, he's singing it to his build up, like, we would go back outside and play a little game of cops and robbers. One day he cocked the gun and pointed at my mom and shot her, and I cried and cried with laughter after I realized it was just water. And... Just so far, I'm just like, where where are you going with this? Where are you going, Todd? Because <laughs> at first, it seems like the idea is that, oh, he shot my mom. And like, oh, shit, that's really intense. And then with laughter, huh? What? What? After uh, it was just water, uh, huh? <laughs> Why did you take me to that place if you were going to fuck with me like that? Especially if the song is actually something that's serious. So it's like, oh, Mr. Reg, you thought I shot my mom. But seriously, we should stop shooting people. This is actually a very serious song about how we should put down our guns and pick up water guns instead. It's just, uh, it doesn't work. Yeah, there's a really weird shot in the movie, too, where it's like all these, all these, you you can tell they're black people, but they're painted up to be green, like standing at a fence, like, oh, we we gotta fight to save each other. But it's right at the end of the album, and it, like, that's not this album. You didn't do this serious shit this whole time. Now you're just going to shoehorn this in? Like, what? Like I said, it's still, like, it's not giving enough proper respect to the topic because it's still trying to be like... No! Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Color, a song that I liked, except for the guest singer, and it's not that they're bad. It's just that Todrick... Yeah, I didn't think they were too bad. Todrick Hall sings very well. And if you yeah. have anyone who does not sing as well, you know, I just kind of think, can can we get back? To the guy who can sing very oh. well, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I, I, I didn't need to hear Todrick's mom, like, ever again. Uh, okay, so I liked her on the second song. I didn't, I hated her on the first song. Uh, So, Little People, was that her on that one as well? Was that the idea? No, I, I don't think so, but 
God, that fucking glee ass dude. That musical track. That was the first song that like really made me like. Yeah. God damn yeah. it. Yeah. Because like you were fucking killing it. What yeah, happened? First three tracks. Like I said, I fucking cried. This shit was fucking stellar. Color. I'm with it because I like the topic. The I singer. That was great. All yeah. right. And then you get the little people, and then you're just like. Like, you ever have that moment where you look at the track list and you're like, uh, so when does he come in? He's <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. oh it's just, oh, the, the little people, the little, little people. Oh, man. Get if, it? Because it could also be like munchkins. Eh? Oh, man. It's just like, all right. Ugh. Yep. No, it's not that clever, guys. Please say something else. <laughs> but expensive was a fucking, expensive was a fucking banger. <laughs> yes. Yes. I loved expensive the song was fucking good especially the way it ended <laughs> oh yeah it was so like it was so bold in a way that like this could have been his just typical oh yeah this is the the brag rag flashy song we're like no no no. there's a point <laughs> i love that that that's how his writing works you know what i mean there's so many little clever like cute moments on here that, that i think are so fucking dope what, what's that one moment where he goes like uh he says, like, I'll believe that shit when I see a monkey fly. And then, like, the music pauses and he just goes, Oh, they flying now? Yeah! <laughs> just the fucking... Hmm. That was... Ah! That was perfect. I was I'm like, alright. I love that shit. <laughs> there is also a moment like that in the song, um... Ba -ba 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 -ba, um I'm loving Lions, it. Tigers, and Bears. Yeah, which isn't which isn't that good, but exactly like um, literally, it, I'm like I heard Jill Scott do a song called Lions and Tigers and Bears, and all I'm thinking of is the fact that this is not as good as that. <laughs> no, uh, so what we got here is basically like, um, hey, you know, I'll, I'll protect my son from whatever, be it lions, tigers, bears, whatever. Um, but after like two verses, there's a part where where his mom goes, um, and baby, if there's a spider. Well, yeah, yeah. that's what friends are for. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's kind of cool. I like that. I like the little redirect. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, fucking Poppy. I mm. What? Yeah. What? 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 I I'm trying to figure out what what's happening now. I, I actually got <laughs> lost. What's happening <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nicole, uh, Oh, no, right sir. Here? No, sir. Mm -mm. No? Wasn't fucking with it at no. all. It, it was so out of fucking place. I was just like, Oh, I what? liked it. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is Wicked doing in the middle of this out of fucking nowhere? Like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. it. I get it. But it's just like, uh, like, again, these fucking mainstream pop people are like, you guys aren't as cool as he is, and it seems like he's lessening his cool to fuck with you guys. You know what I mean? Nah, like, I thought that was okay. I, uh, I totally would let that live. I thought it was. Oh, cute. Wait, oh when she kept clever. calling him uh, fucking uh, Trevor, Tre that wasn't funny to me. It was just like, uh, okay. No, but that's the point, dude. It's the record execs don't care about you, yeah, man. Uh, all right, I, 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 maybe, but I just, I just didn't see like why is he calling him Poppy? Like he's not Spanish. There's no. Well, like, she, what? she's Hispanic, isn't she? Oh. Uh, Maybe that's it. Uh, oh. I, actually, I, I don't know. It honestly, didn't seem like, like she was supposed to be, like... It, in the movie, the, the, uh, it cuts away to them, like, tangoing. So I figured, like, okay, oh, right. okay. Here's that. Again, a lot of it kind of relies on context. Yeah, but, maybe, maybe that's what it is. And, uh, okay, so is she supposed to be the wizard? So no. she's not the wizard. No. But... But she's no. the record executive who's supposed to be. Why would she not she, be the she, wizard? That's the perfect. She she's not the fucking head of of the company though. She's oh, just she, like the person who's trying the, to get him signed. Oh, or the PR, the A and R. That's yeah, what you're yeah, yeah. And the whole point yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. hey, you know, I could further you in the business if you know if you I, sleep with me. And Todrick's like, oh no, I don't know what to do. I really like the like the story being told there of the. I don't know what to do here. If I fucking tell her I'm gay and don't have sex with her, sex with her it could ruin my you career. You know what? But I can't lower myself to sleep with this woman to further my career because I'm fucking gay. Dude, I di legit didn't put that together. I did not think about oh, that. Oh, really? I only thought about it in the sense of, okay, it she's was, trying to sleep with him, but this is just it awkward. Was it, was, it, was, it was pretty obvious. Oh, uh, I did, dude. You know what it is? I just... <laughs> there's literally there's literally a part where he's straight up talking, and he says, 
I've never touched a boob, and she has. Oh two wait, of you're them. right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> she has two. Of them. She has two. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That fucking got me. When he says, uh, uh, I find myself in the strangest predicaments, her intentions could be innocent. Like, no, they're not. They're obviously not. Like, I don't know. I just I just wasn't nope. along with the concept. I just wasn't riding with the concept. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and again, I think it's just, I don't like Nicole Schwartzer. especially. See, I don't really either. I just thought she worked there. Especially on an album with a talent <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, <laughs> one track I didn't really get the concept of too much was the track uh, "Green," which is supposed to be just like a, you know, just kind of warning you about the dangers of fame, but being extremely vague about it. Can, but can I say that fucking what the fuck is Perez Hilton doing on this goddamn album? See, look, no, like uh, fuck Perez Hilton. Like, can we can we just say that right now? <laughs> Even Taylor Swift had the had the judgment to not invite Perez Hilton to Perez the video. Fucking um uh Perez fucking drawing cum stains uh, with fucking MS paint on celebrities. That fucking Perez Hilton, the fucking Perez Hilton who was out in gays in Hollywood uh like half a decade or so ago. That fucking Perez Hilton. I know this happened since the album came out, but when they fucking like made being gay a like a punishable by death thing in I forget what country it was, mm. Perez was like, "Oh yeah, president of that country that just made it illegal. Your son is gay. What are you gonna do about that now?" Oh, that's what. Oh my god! The fuck are you doing, yeah. you lunatic? <laughs> You're gonna get him killed. Jesus Christ! Can we just like scratch him from the fucking album to be so he never was on there? But no, green. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. This is where it was kind of reaching. It's like, hey, it's the Oscars. Get it? I, thought, like, I don't know. Got, that got me. He's green. <laughs> that huh? got me. Oscars kind of got me. <laughs> but it, it doesn't really tell you, like, what's wrong with fame. It's just, hey, you know, shit can get dangerous out there, so be careful. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. And so, but but while I didn't like the, the Lions and Tigers and Bears skit uh, song with the mom, I did like, was it See Your Face? See Your Face was better. Yeah. yeah. That was the That was the best song with the mom. It's... I got the I got this kid who's out in Hollywood. He's uh, in fucking Oz Angeles. He's fucking making it big. You know, I, I hope to see him again. I hope he fucking comes home. And you know, I had to I had to downsize the home to this uh, smaller apartment. You know, because yeah. I'm getting up there. It gets but, you emotionally. The song, but but I fucking you know I still set aside a room in case you happen to decide to come home. There's gonna be a room waiting for you. It's like oh, oh man. Fuck. And what you don't get in in the album, and I wish they had these as little skits, fucking like Good Kid, Mad City, <laughs> is that they have clips of voicemails from presumably his actual mom, mm. and it's like, mom, um, phone call, mom, and it has like the date and time, and then it says mood, and the first time it's like mood, mad as hell, and that's <laughs> going into um. Uh, whoop your ass. <laughs> and then later it's, um, I forget what the caption for Lion, Tigers, and Bears was, but then the caption for uh, See Your Face was, like, sentimental, and it was like, hey, it's your birthday, and I just wanted to call and say hi, and I'm so proud of you, and it's like, oh, yeah. fuck me, dude! <laughs> that's, that's cheating. <laughs> oh, that's fucking cheat code, Todd, and you know that. <laughs> it's fucking low blows. Um, but, um... Overall, I came out with a three and a half. You know, you, uh oh. You, no, no. I mean, like, I, I uh -huh. originally was gonna give it a four, but now that I've been talking with you a little bit about it, <laughs> like, yeah, those, those those parts are a little. They're a bit more uh, there than I than I originally remembered. Cause it, those first four songs really get you, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No place like home. Proud over the rainbow and color are so goddamn good. Mm -hmm. Then Little People is like, uh-oh, what's the, happening? Yeah. And then if, it, it, it's like when you're at the circus. It's like when you're watching Big Top Pee-Wee <coughs> and, and, and you're watching the trapeze <laughs> artist and he's walking along that tightrope. <laughs> Actually, I don't think trapeze, that, that's a different thing. Um, tightrope walker. There it is. 
and you're watching him on the thing, and for a split second, he does the... He's doing that shit to fuck with you. It's all it's all a word. Yeah. He plays like he's gonna fall. That's what fucking little people is. Because that's expensive and Exactly. A, to a lesser extent, dumb and if I had a heart. Yeah. Or like, oh okay. He's fucking regaining uh regaining his balance. I, I, I see where this is going. Then lying to myself, all I have written down for that track is Jason Derulo, eat your fucking heart out. <laughs> oh my god. Like that's what fucking Jason Derulo wishes he sounded oh, like. Oh, dude, for real. Listen to Lying to Myself, because he's even for hitting real. those same That's high notes song. in that one. That should have been the mm. hit song. Like, you mm. can hear how that was supposed to be the fucking hit song. Like, God damn it. Um, Lions, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Yeah, okay. uh, and then Poppy, I mean, Poppy, look. I'm giving that one a pass. I know right. how you feel about it. <laughs> but, dude, fucking wrong bitch. Oh, my God, wrong bitch. It's so fucking catchy, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, fucking Bob the Drag Queen on that joint. <laughs> oh man! If uh, so I would say, <laughs> and then just af- after that, just shut it, shut it off, <sighs> yeah, shut it down. Unless you're listening to the deluxe edition, and you're you're gonna want to hear low. You're gonna want to hear that one. But if you're listening to the standard edition, you're gonna want to listen to those first four songs. Then really, maybe lying to myself, but definitely wrong, bitch. Less than half the album is yeah, like you know, really right. strong. You're right. I'll give it three and a half. Three and a half. You're right. That about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. And uh, we'd like to thank you very much for listening uh, to this episode, especially if it's your first time listening. And if that is the case, all the old episodes are all on Spotify. You can check them out. You could uh, make sure to follow us on there, so you're gonna know when the new episode drops. We want to give a big, big thanks to uh, your boy Open Mike Eagle fucking coming through. Big thanks to our Patreon supporters who requested the albums that we reviewed on uh, on the show today, even if they weren't fucking home runs. You know, they can't all be. Patreon.com slash Rap Critic or Patreon.com slash Muse. Check out those pages to find out how you too can request an album to be reviewed on the show. Darren's got the station head deal going off, yep. like always. You know. Mm-hmm. You're, you already know what it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, new music Thursdays, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it just come through 7 p.m. ET, you know. As, uh, that, mm-hmm. That's what it is here. If you want to hear the new shit, you know, we got it for you. Uh, we both got merch on Teespring, so you can check out our stores, uh, see how you can cop some sweet, sweet swag. There's plenty of ways you can help us out. I, uh, we're also both on Kofi, too, right? Yep, yep, yep. Are you still on there? One-time donations, you know. There are so many ways you can help us out. Yeah, keep keep this show going. You can help us out financially. You, you can help us by spreading the word You can help us out with a, with a like and a, and, a, and a subscribe, you know, hit the bell, you know. You know. It, it's the little things that add up. It actually really does help. That's what I found out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. Engagement, likes, subscribing, obviously. But until next week, for the Going Off podcast, I'm Flash Tarzan. <laughs> and I'm Rap Critic. And to quote the anime I saw at BlurredCon this weekend... A MILF mansion, my penis is emphasizing its usefulness.